Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. For all of you that are here in the room, we just want to welcome you to First Christian Church. We're glad that you're here. And if you're joining us online, if you're listening to us on the radio, then thanks for giving us an opportunity just to connect with you this morning. I'm Sean McIntosh, and if you are familiar with First Christian Church, then you know me as the worship minister. However, today... I have the privilege of wrapping up our Driving on Empty sermon series, and this has been a phenomenal sermon series because almost everyone can relate. Much of the supplemental research that have been used in our past sermons have been, have come from people that have realized that they were driving on empty, and so they decided that they were going to be intentional about finding ways to have their tank filled, but today... We're going to tackle another large contributor to driving on empty. But before we do, let's look back at the big ideas that were shared with us over the last four weeks. Pastor Matt, he shared with us in week one that it's better to refill your tank than to run out of gas. Pastor Jimmy, he shared with us in week two that the hard work is the hard work, but that it's worth it. Pastor Matt, he shared again with us in week three, and he said that we need to work hard at resting well. And last week, Pastor Gary, he shared with us how important it is to fight for your family. There are, however, a couple other drainers to our fuel tank that we were not able to focus in this sermon series because either we already covered the topic or it's going to be an upcoming topic. And those other drainers are our daily time with God or sometimes our lack thereof and our finances. I'm sure we can relate. But today, we're going to talk about our bodies, specifically in relation to how we eat, how or if we exercise, how both of these factors affect our gas tank, and how all of it is connected to God. (sighs) Yay. (laughs) Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your presence. God, we thank you so much for being here. My prayer is, God, that you would speak God, that your word would permeate our lives. God, that we would be transformed by the things that you say and that, God, that we would follow you. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. So here's the thing. Pastor Matt and Pastor Gary and Pastor Jimmy, they were going over this sermon series and they started to discuss this week's topic and they came to the conclusion that maybe I would appear to have mastered this week's topic, and I need you to know that they are wrong, okay? So let me explain. I remember when Amy and I, we only had one vehicle, but we needed two vehicles to fulfill all the responsibilities that we had. So we decided that I could go ahead and get a motorcycle because it was cheap, because it was fuel efficient, and because going over the toll bridge to Cape Coral was half as much as a car. So I bought a 1980 Suzuki 550GS for $400 on Craigslist, probably one of my finest purchases on Craigslist, and I drove that motorcycle to work every day in my work attire. There were... However, a few inconveniences about this motorcycle. I think perhaps I was a little bit too tall for this particular bike, so my knees felt like they were a little bit too close to my chest. And well, when it rained, 
I got soaked. But I'll never forget this one time that I was riding down Colonial from 75 towards 41 and a biker gang came alongside and for about one minute as they passed me and my tiny bike, I felt like I was a part of that group. I had wind blowing through my tie and my Ned Flanders wave was in full effect for all of the admirers and my rusted exhaust pipe. It made it sound like I was driving one of their Harleys. But the point is, is that things are not always what they seem. And this body is built on Krispy Kreme donuts, on ramen noodles when they're on sale, and on Sour Patch Kids. When it comes to our bodies, our outward appearances don't always tell the whole story, do they? So this morning, we want to hear from God about his plan for our physical health. And that brings us to our big idea for today, which is that God wants to fill you with his best, and he invites us to continue the journey with him. The Apostle Paul, who many would consider a hero in the Bible because of the life that he lived for Jesus and because he wrote 13 books in the New Testament, he wrote a closing prayer in chapter 15 of the book of Romans. And this prayer was written to encourage the Jewish people who were God's chosen people. It was written to them for them to accept the Gentiles, those that were not initially God's chosen people, for the Jewish people to accept the Gentiles in the same way that God had accepted the Jewish people. And this is what Paul wrote in verse 13. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, God wants to fill you with his best. Another verse that we have used a lot in this sermon series because it's a thematic reminder of the wear and tear that driving on empty has on each one of us. And it comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And it says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you all remember what Jesus is talking about when he describes a yoke in this verse? And I'm sure that many of you do, but just in case, here's a quick overview. A yoke, it's, it's a wooden collar that's placed on an animal so that an owner can control it. It's very similar to a bridle on a horse, and it's a means to allow the driver to direct the animal wherever he needs it to go. Now, a yoke is usually wide enough for two collars. So if two animals, if they were in collars together, a farmer would say that these two animals were yoked. So animals that were yoked together, they could do more than they could alone. And often new animals would be yoked together with bigger ones so that the big animal could carry the burden while training the younger one to carry the load. In other words, the younger animal often had an easier yoke during its training years. It's possible that Jesus's invitation to come to him could mean that we need to leave the current yoke that we are carrying and instead be yoked with him. If the purpose of a yoke is for a driver to be able to control his animals, then this could mean that we need to leave our current driver, maybe even ourselves, and let Jesus take the wheel. It may mean that we give God permission, possibly for the first time, to control our direction and that we get to continue the journey yoked with Jesus. He invites us to continue the journey with him. 
God wants to fill you with his best, and he invites us to continue the journey with him. Do you know what the most popular New Year's resolutions for 2022 are? With a quick Google search, I was able to find the answers, and I am sure that you are not going to be surprised by the results. The first one is people wanted to lose weight. Second one is that people wanted to eat healthier or they wanted to change their diet. The third one is people wanted to get more fit or they wanted to exercise more. Now, I would suspect that many of us, we want to live a long and we want to live a full life and that we would equate good health with the success of both of those desires. So, But I would also suspect that these New Year's resolutions have been in the top 10 New Year's resolutions for decades now. And something else that I found out about resolutions was from a poll that was taken in, from people.com and they polled Americans about their resolution goals and also tracked how long they lasted. Now, the poll stated that the average person that responded to this poll, they gave up their resolution in 36 days. So if you're keeping track, today we are on day 30. Some of the subject matter in this message today, it's not going to surprise you if I told you that eating healthy foods and exercising regularly would benefit your body, you probably wouldn't say Hmm, hadn't thought of that. If I mentioned that foods, the foods that we eat not only affect our body, but it affects our brain and our mood, this probably wouldn't be new information either. If I mentioned that exercise strengthens our hearts, also boosts our moods, and supports our immune system, I'd have many people tell me, Sean, this isn't new information. So, I'm not going to tell you any of those things because I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a fitness instructor, and I'm not a trainer. And I'm also not going to tell you these things because I don't have to. Because to say that eating healthy things and exercising will benefit our body at its best is just a reminder. Look, if information was the answer, we would all be billionaires with perfect abs. Right? Absolutely. However... This is a difficult subject to master. And I believe this is why we find eating healthier and exercise in the top 10 New Year's resolutions year after year because we have temptations right around the corner with food at our fingertips now because of Grubhub and DoorDash and we are constantly being battered by choices that may not produce the health that we want in our life. So why is it so hard to do the things that we want to do. Now, even the Apostle Paul, who we mentioned earlier in this message, he struggled with this question, and he says in Romans chapter seven, I do not understand what I do. For what I, do, what I want to do, I do not do. And what I hate, I do. Can you relate? What Paul, the author, is writing here is that he doesn't have enough willpower to stop sinning. He isn't able just to magically modify his behavior so that he can make the choices that he knows that he wants to make. And this message is meant to remind you that as we travel on our health journey, that there are going to be obstacles and we're going to have the opportunity to fill our health tanks with anything that we want. But know that God is mindful of our struggles and our obstacles and that God wants to fill you with his best and he invites us to continue the journey with him. Now, sometimes it's easy to forget messages, 
So I've done my best to come up with a way that you could easily recall the three points that I would like us to consider. I call them the three Sean's. And since my name is Sean, at least I'm not going to forget them. So here they are. Number one, motivation. We're going to be talking about that today. The second one is inspiration. And the third one that we're going to talk about today is cooperation. So let's dive into our motivation today. My wife, Amy, and I, we've lived in Cape Coral now since 2013, and it's the longest that we have ever lived in one place. Praise the Lord. And we bought this house when housing costs in Cape Coral were fairly low. But in the last couple years, you may have noticed that housing prices have continued to rise. And my wife and I, we keep an eye on the price that some of those real estate websites will list our house. So for us, the price has gone up dramatically, which has prompted us to talk about the possibility of selling. And maybe you guys are having some of these same conversations. But we came to the conclusion that though we may get a great deal on our house, we could not get a great deal on any of the houses that we would want to buy that are in our current price range, which brings me to the truth about anything that is bought or sold. Things are only worth what people will pay for them. Things are only worth what people will pay for them. First Corinthians, which is also written by Paul, it reminds us in verses 19 and 20 of chapter 6 that God paid a price for our bodies, that we are just stewards of our body, and that we need to honor God with our bodies. Now, while Paul is not specifically speaking about food or exercise, I believe it's important to consider that we were bought for at a price. And if things are only worth what people will pay for them, then you are invaluable. The price that God paid for us is demonstrated in the ultimate sacrifice, something that none of us can completely fathom from a God to allow his son to come to earth, to give us an opportunity to be reconciled to him. Romans chapter five, verse eight says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To God, you are invaluable. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are of great value. You are of high worth. You are loved. You matter. You matter, and every part of you matters, and every part of you is loved. And there isn't a secret compartment in our life to which God is one unaware or by which he is surprised because God knows exactly where we are on our health journey. And guess what? When our health journey is a wreck, God's love is not affected by it. People are messy, and God loves you and your mess. If you hear nothing else today, Please hear that your performance and all of the aspects of your life, including your health journey, will never influence God's love for you, regardless of how you feel like you are doing with your health or how much you feel like you are failing. God cannot love you anymore, and God cannot love you any less. This is so difficult for me to grasp. I am constantly worried about doing my best and hope that, that I don't disappoint God or someone else. My relationship with my parents, they were the same way. 
I tried to go over and above in all aspects of my life in hopes that, that maybe that they would be proud of me. And when I chose ministry as a profession, I knew that I had disappointed my dad because he had different plans for my life. And it wasn't until about four years ago when he had about three months to live that he told me how proud he was of me. And that moment, that one is one I will never forget. And though I'm grateful that my dad finally got there, I am even more grateful that I have a God who has always been there. And if you have chosen to follow God, if you have chosen to follow him, you have a heavenly father that is already there too. See, God does not love us conditionally and our performance towards the healthiest life will not gain us more love for him. You are loved. And it's not selfish to focus on you. If our bodies are in crisis mode because our health is out of whack, we may need to put some things in our life on hold so that we can focus on our health journey. Knowing that we matter, that God loves us, and that his love is not contingent in any way on our performance in any part of our life is a great first acknowledgement. But to move forward with proper motivation, we need to know that God's kindness not our own willpower is what is intended to lead us to life change. See, that God's kindness is what leads us to repentance. And one of the reasons that I personally believe that our health journeys fail or are inconsistent is because we rely on behavior modification or our willpower to have the strength to carry on. And this oftentimes leads to guilt and to shame and to worthlessness. And these are not characteristics of a person that is loved by our God. And as a Christian, we don't have to rely on behavior modification or willpower to carry on because God has placed his spirit inside of us. And this spirit has power and can transform us from the inside out. Remember that God wants to fill you with his best and he invites us to continue the journey with him. Let's take a look at our second Sean of the day, inspiration. In John chapter 20, verse 22, John writes, and with that he, and he's talking about Jesus, and with that he, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. The word that we use for inspire, it comes from the Latin language and it combines the root word in, which just means into, and the root word spire, which means breathe or breath. Simply put, the word means inspiration. It means to breathe into, and that's exactly what Jesus did to impart the Holy Spirit on his disciples. Jesus inspired the Holy Spirit upon his disciples, which gave them forgiveness of sins, that power and the power to do so much more. If you are a believer, you have the same Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And the scripture that I used earlier in this message from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where we talked about the price that God paid for our bodies, also says in verse 19, do you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. This means that our body is where the Holy Spirit lives. He literally lives in us. Thus, the Holy, Holy Spirit's power lives in us. Jeremy Camp, he sings a song that says, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. 
And this lyric, it comes from Romans chapter 11. And if this is true, then we have so much more than our willpower to keep us from running on empty in our health journey. In John chapter 15, Jesus reminds us how vital it is when we remain connected to him. He says in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. See, our responsibility with the Holy Spirit is to stay connected Now, a common practice for people in their lives is to have a quiet time or a devotional where we designate time just to focus on God. But once we finish our quiet time, we often move on to our daily responsibilities at home or at work or at school. And while there's nothing wrong with setting aside specific time to be with God, it lacks a continued connection. In 1 Thessalonians, we're told to pray without ceasing. It doesn't say pray until you get to work. It doesn't say lunchtime is coming so you can pray before you eat. It says pray without ceasing. And as I'm reading this book, called from uh, reading this book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Pete Scazzaro, I continue to find great nuggets of encouragement that help me to gain some perspective. And in this particular nugget that I'm going to share, Pete, he was actually referencing one of his fluents for a point that he was trying to make about not staying continually connected to God. And he referenced a book by referenced a book by a monk named Brother Lawrence, and it's called Practice the Presence of God. Ironically, it's a devotional, but the material is not intended to get you in the habit of being with God one time daily. His material asks us to consider how a life with God, void of distractions, what that would look like. And in one of his devotionals, Brother Lawrence, he writes, what consumes your mind controls your life. Today, try asking God to free you from anxious thoughts and to remind you of all that is commendable and good while keeping your heart fixed on Jesus, not just during prayer times, but all day long. If we could practice being in the presence of God at all times, knowing that his spirit lives in us, our health journey could change. Suddenly, we don't have to feel the pressure to be healthy all on our own. Suddenly, I don't have to feel guilt and shame when I don't make the healthiest choices. And before you know it, there is fruit on our branches because we stayed connected to the vine. In Galatians, this is another one of the books that Paul wrote, we are told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And our connection to the Spirit will produce these fruits. Now remember, these are fruits of the Spirit They are not fruits of the self. If we could produce self-control all the time, then we wouldn't need the Spirit. And I'm sure that our New Year's resolutions would have a bit more variety. Now, recently, I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw this post that hilariously described the tension of self-control and the supplication of God, how God meets our needs. My friend Lauren McCabe, she said on January 16th, 2022, she said, I'm over here avoiding carbs and attempting to not eat like a fool because hashtag the holidays. Lo and behold, in my COVID-friendly single-serve communion kit this morning, I was blessed with not one, but two wafers. Y'all, those are the Lord's carbs, and I'm thankful because all joking aside, God provides what we need. (laughs) 
I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Lauren. But know that God wants to fill you with his best, and he invites us to continue the journey with him. Now, I mentioned earlier that 36 days is the average lifespan of an American's New Year's resolution, and that today is day 30. So maybe you're crushing it right now, and your New Year's goals are going strong. And maybe your motivation is starting to fade, and you're hoping that you can stay on course. And maybe you're not one of the average Americans that surpassed day 30 of their resolution. And maybe New Year's resolutions are stupid and we should just stop talking about it. So, but God knows where we are on our health journey right now and you are not alone. God knows where all of us are on our health journey and he knows our strengths and he knows our weaknesses. He knows our guilt and he knows our shame. He even knows the rest of the choices that we are going to make on this journey. And his love for us will never waver. Here's the thing. His love for us displayed in his kindness is our motivation to start the journey. The Holy Spirit is what breaks the chains of self-dependence and is our inspiration to continue the journey. Because God wants to fill you with his best and he invites us. He invites us to continue the journey. And you, we, us, together are the third Sean. We are the cooperation that will give us even more strength to finish the journey with him. Isn't it interesting the way the Bible describes the body of Christ, the church, his bride? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, it says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, Every part rejoices with it. All of those who have chosen to follow Jesus make up the body of Christ. This body has many parts and different functions. And these different parts and functions, they depend on the head who is Jesus to direct it. And the body who is each other to carry out his will. And that scripture that we just read, it reminds us of how dependent we are on each other. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. And when one part of the body does well, we celebrate together. See, our cooperation is found in our unity, in our togetherness, and in our dependence on each other. And this means that our greatest opportunities for health will be when we are connected to God and to each other. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to be healthier I want to feel better at 2 p.m. after I ate lunch at Taco Bell and finished off a bag of Sour Patch Kids, but I don't think that is possible. So, with God, together, what do we do? Here's our takeaway for today. We're going to reference a principle from our ABCs of Discipleship where we ask our FCC community to be fully connected to our church, both in a large group and a small group. We're here in a large group. And I'm going to start a small group that is designed to help encourage people on their health journey. I'm going to call it Same Direction because I believe that small steps in the same direction will get us to our destination. That's the group name, Same Direction. And it's going to be a weekly group meeting for six weeks. We're going to meet on Monday evenings in the Family Center, and it's going to start on February 21st. Pastor Matt and I, we're going to co-lead this group. And here's the deal. We're going, to go th we're going to go through Rick Warren's book called The Daniel Plan. But if you already have a food and fitness plan that works for you, 
don't change it. If you already have something well that works for you, don't change it. Just stick to it and join us for the next six weeks. But if you don't have a food and fitness plan, then you are welcome to join us and use the Daniel plan. But this study is going to be about more than just food and fitness. It also emphasizes the roles that our focus and our friendships and how our faith plays into our health journey. If you're interested in joining that group, you'll need to sign up on the Church Center app. You can connect to it by the QR code that's right there in front of you on on your pew. If you don't find it there, you can go to our website. It's under our groups page. If you can't find it there, we will help you in the information center in the lobby to get connected to that group. Because I know that God wants to fill you with his best. And so I want to be intentional about staying connected to him so that we can continue the journey together with him. This group may not be the group for you. And if it's not, that is okay. We have so many other small groups that you can get connected to in the same ways with the QR code or go on the website or you can go out into the information counter in the lobby. We just want all people to be connected to God and to each other. That is our mission here at FCC. And getting involved in a small group, getting involved in this small group is one of the outward expressions of our third Sean, our cooperation. Because the community of believers being together helps to keep our tank full. And when it comes to our health journey, we need all the help that we can get. I want you to remember Paul's prayer that we mentioned early, early on in this message where he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So may joy, peace, and hope be left with you today as we allow God to fill us with his best and as we continue the journey together with him. Thank you. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.